0: Thank you for tuning in to the Be Love in Action podcast. I am your host, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. And we invite you to share with us while we walk through one of the most challenging and rewarding texts of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, one through eight. We encourage you to pull out your journals and take notes, fill your coffee and tea cups, Sip on your water or just simply listen and be encouraged, be empowered and challenged as we share through the gospel of Jesus Christ in this series, what it truly means to be love in action. And we thank you on today for tuning in with us to episode one. This is the very first episode in our series, Being Love in Action. Listen, as we walk into this text, 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 through 8, here in the book of Corinthians, Paul, the apostle Paul, wrote this letter. And he wrote this letter due to some things that were going on at the time in the church of Corinth. And the church of Corinth was established, I believe uh, it was 55 AD, and it was established, um, I think it was, let me make sure I have the ink, the correct information. It was established on his second, during his second, the end of his third year of ministry at Ephesus. And the purpose of the book was to identify the issues in the church in Corinth. You know, and not only did Paul identify the issues In Corinth, he also offered solutions and in offering the solutions, he gave them the believers on in that time, which were predominantly Gentiles. He gave the believers the application on what it is and how to live for Christ within a corrupt society and how to maintain and overcome. Wow. That was 55 AD. And now we're here almost 3000 years later. To hear that, if we think about in today's society, we're dealing with some of the same things. And here is this church. Location-wise, it was in one of the major cities. It was a a major cosmopolitan. It was a thriving force, um, of businesses. And it and this place here was filled with idolatry and immorality. And 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 so here in the church. Paul had heard about all the things that were going on and he had to deal with it. Amen. You know, as the apostle, as the founder of this of this ministry, Apostle Paul knew that in order for the ministry to continue to flourish the way that Christ intended it to, he had to deal with the issues. He had to deal with those things that was really literally dividing the body of Christ. Doesn't it sound kind of What you may hear of um, something that may be going on in your own ministry. But the beauty of the Bible and the beauty of the word of God is that he always gives us not only gives us a solution, but he walks us through in the word of God, how we can deal with it, how we can maintain to live our lives out in the word of God daily. And it's ironic as I begin to really get into this text. But if you look at it in the very beginning of the book, the very beginning of the letter in verse one and in and, um, and, and chapter one and verse 10. Here's something that I found very intriguing of what was being set up to what is happening here in this letter. In verse 10, it says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another. And what you say, that there be no divisions among you, but that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. Paul went right into it in the very beginning. He was setting up. The believers to understand that we are one, we are part of one body. And in that oneness, there is love. Amen. And so from the very first all the way to, I would say, the 10th, 11th, even the 12th chapters, Paul was was dealing with the issues. He was dealing with the concerns. He was dealing all of those things that was going on in the body that was creating a division. And then here, when we begin to look at. Verse 12, Paul, chapter 12, excuse me, Paul gives greetings, but then he goes right into the issues. Immediately in verse 12, before we even begin to get to the solutions. Remember, Paul goes into the issues and he initially addresses the issues that's going on with the body and how there was division among the people of God. But not only was he coming in as a leader and and saying what was wrong and exposing those things that the enemy was allowing to be rooted within the body of Christ, he also came in offering some solutions. But here's the beauty about sometimes what we have to do. When we love people. See, Paul was the apostle and he loved God and he loved Christ, but he also loved God's people. And so I believe that it grieved Paul to begin to even have to deal with these issues. But but if if we really think about it in our normal everyday lives, there are some things, whether we are leaders in ministry or whether we are just believers in Christ and we're dealing with things in our home or things with our children or even in our marriages in our businesses, or even on our jobs. Sometimes we got to really deal with the issues up front. Yes, we cordial and we give greetings and we speak. I mean, he always gives introductions at the very beginning of the letter of First Corinthians. He He gave, you know, greetings and thanksgiving and prayers. But if you look at it, when it's time to get into the meat of what's wrong, sometimes people, we can't sugarcoat it. We got to get into it and deal with it. So Paul gets into it in chapter 12. And right now, since this is the very first episode for those who are tuning in, I'm kind of setting up everything so we can kind of walk along as God will allow us to really dig into what it means to being love in action, which we're going to focus on. Our focus text is going to be chapter 13. So Paul begins to give us gives the greeting and, and, and he tells us through this, the way that he sets it up is that we can't wait sometimes. And then he begins to identify the issues and then he begins to offer the solutions. And hence we go into chapter 13. This is one of my favorite, um, chapters in the Bible to some, it is, it is very challenging. And for me, it, it is challenging at times. And this is one of my go-to texts to to also keep me in line for me to, I use this text many times as a way to evaluate my own life on a daily. And I will be the first one to say, do I make the mark all the time? No, (laughs) no. But the difference is that I purpose. And that's what we got to remember to my brothers and sisters that are listening. We have to remember that it is not about being perfect. It is about being honest about where we are in that moment and then using the word of God to help grow us and to teach us through the power of the Holy Spirit that's living in us. We gotta use the word of God and digest it, and use it as a way to reevaluate ourselves on a daily basis. And so this thir- this chapter 13 is harsh at times. Chapter 13 can whip you if you're not living right. If you know that you're out of the will of God in some of these areas, it's gonna challenge you. Sometimes I believe that's why we don't want to read the word because it challenges us. It begins to break down. The veil is once we get into the word, that veil, that sin that separates us from God is lifted. That's what the word of God does. So here we go. We are now in chapter 13 and chapter 13 gives us the indispensability of love. What does that mean? In other words, it means simply that love is the most vital component of how we walk in our faith. And walk as believers in Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 13. And 13. It says out of faith, hope and love. The greatest of these is love. So yes as believers. We have to walk by faith. But guess what? Even in walking by faith. If we don't have love. We have nothing. Let me read to you. 1 Corinthians verses. uh, 1. I'm sorry chapter 1 first Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 through 3 and it says and this sets up before we actually go into verse 4 through 8 and it says and yet I will show you the most excellent way if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may both, but do not have love, I am nothing. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, people of God? To all of my dear brothers and sisters that are listening, do you hear that? So anything that you do on a daily basis, I don't care how great of a charity you do. If the motivation behind it is not love, you have done nothing. Wow. Wow. And then it goes into, and what I love about Paul, again, even though he deals with the issues and identifies the issues, he always offers solutions. Here, Paul begins to offer, starting in verse four, he begins to offer the life application of what it means to love. And this series, what I believe, and I thank God for it because he's been challenging me for almost a year now of being love in action. And so this was so important because in verse four, he begins to give us the solutions. Paul says, love is patience. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. And verse 8a says it love never fails. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that beautiful? Isn't it challenging? Yes, And if we really begin to look at what does that mean, what does love mean? What is the action or being in love? What does that actively look like? And Paul here, he gave us a model of behavior of what love may look like in its active form. He gives us great adjectives. He starts out with love being patient in verse four, but he sets up what love is not, even when it's worn under the umbrella of Christianity. So verses one through three lets us know what it's not. Are you really operating in love, my sisters and brothers? Are you really being love in action? I don't care if you have a ministry or if you're a pastor or if you're an apostle or if you wear a title and maybe you don't wear a title. Maybe you go out and you do all kind of things for the community that you're in. And those are great things. But are you what is the motivation behind what you're doing? Are you doing it in love? He says, if you do it and you don't have any love, he said, if you prophesy. How can and if we really are honest, how can someone really prophesy without love? The word tells us it can be done. That's why we have to be so discerning in these times. The Bible says we try the spirit by the spirit. How do we do it? How do you try someone by the spirit? Because you watch and you see how they operate in love. Love is an action word. And all the word of God says in first Corinthians one through seven. And I'm reading. I was reading from the NIV is all of these words describe what love looks like in its active voice. Love is patient. Love is kind. Kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. In all honesty, what does patience, we're going to look at patience today. What does patience in love really look like in your daily life? Are you really walking in patience? How can you apply patience effectively in your daily life when you're having a bad day? Maybe you woke up and you didn't do your devotion time. Maybe you don't even have a prayer life. So that's a, I can understand why you may not have patience. Maybe you're, you're, you're and your husband or your wife is, is going through some things and and things in the home are not uh, not gelling smoothly. Or maybe your children are you just overwhelmed with the with the household and maybe your job and maybe it's school or maybe it's a friendship or a relationship. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's it's the, the news of someone you love. Being, you know, diagnosed with a terrible disease or maybe it's it's amount of it could be many things. And you say, how can I have patience? When I'm in a hellish of a day or life seems to be making or giving me lemons. And I'm going to look, I'm going to give you the definition. Of what patience mean, and it means it says it, it, it's having the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or, accept or upset. And then here are some of the synonyms of, of patience, understanding, perseverance, and endurance. And there, there's two types of patience. Either we are the giver of patience or we are the receiver of patience. And when we receive patience, when we are giving patience, we understand that to give patience, we are expecting a greater reward on the outcome. It requires patience when we're dealing with children. You know, I believe that teachers are probably one of the most underrated and underpaid professions, especially when they deal with the little ones. You have to have the patience of Job to deal with some of the little ones and all of the little quirky things that they do. But the reward of of allowing these young minds to develop and to impart and to pour into them is rewarding to those teachers. Everyone can't be a teacher, but the reward of a teacher and what they do in building the lives of these children is phenomenal. But then sometimes we need people to have patience with us, like on those bad days when we're a little bit snappy or when we are downright snappy. You know, we snap at our spouse for no reason or, you know, we we have an attitude and 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 we need someone to grace us with patience. I'm so grateful that God is is such a great God and he's such a God of grace and that he extends our grace to us in such a way that we are so undeserving. But because he loves us, he extends that and surely God gives us grace, and I think patience is part and mixed into that grace. So today, as we just kind of looked at the word patience and how we can be love in actions by being patient in our daily lives and extending patience and receiving patience is so necessary to the body of Christ. And it is so necessary to those as we are walking epistles Of Christ to be demonstrated through how we live on a daily basis so on today as we finish up here with looking at being love in action series and the one we were the word that we're looking at it we're focusing on is patience I pray that on today that you allow patience to be the catalyst to begin to allow you to get into the active voice of being love in action Hey, listen, we thank you so much for tuning in with us on today, and I pray that you were blessed from this series of Being Love in Action in episode one, where we were talking about patience, and we were looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we were looking at verse 4 through 7. But maybe you're listening in today and and you are a believer. And for all of the believers that are on today, I thank God for each and every one of you. And I pray that you share this or you share what you learned with someone today or just in this conversation. But maybe you tuned in today just to listen, just to hear. And you don't know about Jesus Christ. Maybe you've heard about the man called Christ. Listen, I invite you on today. If you don't know Christ... And maybe you're ready. Maybe you're saying, hey, I want to get to know about Christ, who the man called Christ, who, who was Jesus the Christ. Listen, Romans 10 and 9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The gift of salvation is offered to everyone and anyone. Jesus died on the cross. Not just for me or for those who are Christians or believers of Christ. He died for everyone. So listen, I pray that today will be a great day for you. All those who are listening and for those who want to accept Christ today. You can just say a simple prayer. Remember Romans 10 and 9. Just confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord believe in your heart that he raised God from the dead, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And listen, find a local church to be part of the community so you can grow in Christ. And they'll talk to you about baptism and what that outward sign is for those of us who are believers in Christ. And I pray that you will come back and you will be part of this this series of Being Love in Action. I am Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. And I pray that you are blessed, empowered, and encouraged through the word of God. Have a blessed day.